This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Kings and Town 2, Wrexham 6, coming hard on the heels of that five-goal show at Aldershot. I think those two games put the Harrogate game in a different context. It was the game when Phil Parkinson, I think, bravely would chose to go back to the three-man defence. And although it was a defeat, it, it was a good performance. And I think we can see now how that system is working well against teams in our division. Admittedly, teams down the bottom of the division. I mean, let's, let's not get too carried away. Aldershot and Kings Lynn have one home point between them this season, or, or certainly did before yeah, this game. Aldershot had a pretty fantastic result, of course, on Saturday. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is that Nobody's battered them like this. This was a, a, a terrific performance. Wrexham made two changes. One forced, of course, Rob Linton is out and Christian Dibble came in goal. And up front, well, Dan Jarvis was unlucky because he did well at Aldershot. But you can't really turn down the X factor that Paul Mullen offers. And so he was back after suspension at Wrexham. Well, I, I've got to say, the first 12 minutes... Well, remarkable feels like it's not a strong enough word. It was incredible. For the f- firstly, incredible that Wrexham hadn't scored at least one goal in that period, considering how the game was going. And secondly, that after 12 minutes, Wrexham were actually losing. So to go through this, the Wrexham started off at a frantic pace. They looked like a team coming straight off a five-goal away win and looking to get more. And absolutely savaged Kings Lynn in the first ten minutes. It was remarkable. Within 35 seconds, we saw Johnson was cut in from the flank, got to the edge of the area, appeared to be fouled by the Kings Lynn captain, Clunan. Ref didn't give it. As I'll go on to say later, no arguments. I was impressed with the referee. I don't see that very often in the National League. Uh, so, okay, but it showed Wrexham were at them straight away. Then there was a tozer thrown into the goal mouth, a terrific scramble. Two Wrexham players got shots off, but the box was so crowded, their shots just couldn't get through. An emptier box for James Jones to deal with soon afterwards, latching onto the ball 25 yards out, smashing a really powerful shot. The keeper, Paul Jones, did well to get down low to his left and parry it away. Then Luke Young joining in in set a good example, laying down a marker with two really fearsome tackles to keep the move going. Jordan Davis picked her up, lovely little ball to Mullen on the right channel, and he got the ball onto his right foot and 15 yards out from a tightish angle, smashed a powerful shot in. Jones parried it. James Jones followed up and hit a shot on target, which was well blocked. Maybe I should make my point about the referee now. He let quite a lot of physical play go. I'm not saying he ignored fouls, but I thought he was pretty much spot on in his decision-making. Basically, you had to be really fouled to get a free kick given against you. He was consistent throughout, so he was allowing physical contact. Young went in really hard for both those tackles. The ref was okay with it, and he continues to be okay with that sort of play if you're going for the ball and got it first. For both sides, he was really, really impressive. Wrexham were impressive too. Within a minute again, Wrexham caused some problems. Davis had another good ball to Mullen. Mullen this time pulling the ball back from the goal line. And it should really be in the opening goal. Harry Lennon on a streak, of course, of two consecutive league games that he scored. They're not bad for a centre-back. Really also made it three. Mullen's pulled back, did skip a little bit across him. 
but he just failed to get on top of it and from about eight yards out lashed it just over the bar real opportunity play was then stopped for a couple of minutes for a Kings Lynn injury and resumed with a goal Goldo Matayo up front for them, the ex-Wrexham striker, of course, was their best player, I thought, and, and won quite a few headers. On this occasion, he nodded the ball back down to the edge of the area. Clunan was there. He popped a little ball to the feet of Mal Linton and followed his pass into the box. Linton held her up well, backing in around the penalty spot, laid it off, and Clunan popped it into the bottom right corner. Nicely worked goal. Uh, a, a shock to say the least, because Kings Lynn had barely got out of their own half. They'd barely got out of their own penalty area. They'd barely strung any passes together. So this was a shock. Wrexham responded superbly to it, though. I guess when you've just scored five goals in an away game, you don't panic too much when you let one in because you feel you're going to get some in the course of the game. And made a decent chance when again Toza put in a long throw, which caused a scramble. Lennon got on the end of it and hit a powerful shot, which was well blocked. It was going on target again. Lennon had a shout for a penalty, but the ref was right to turn it down. I'm not convinced it hit the defender's arm, but his arm was really tucked into his side anyway. I think it just hit his body. If it had it, his arm, it came off his body and it was tucked in. Ref was right to turn down the appeals. Wrexham did get the equaliser, though. The corner from the left-hand side. Luke Young swept it in. Ironically, maybe not one of his best. It was pretty close to the keeper. It was quite high. Maybe that's why the keeper didn't come for it convincingly. Certainly the goalkeeper didn't do well with it. Hayden rose magnificently and from a couple of yards out did ever so well to score. I know that sounds daft, but it arrived so high. He did really well to get on top of it. The sort of chance where you, you just can't get on top of it, head over and it looks bad. Uh, but instead, Hayden really stretched to get Archer's head, his neck get on top of it and headed downwards and scored. And uh, the keeper was the one who looked bad <clears throat> as he cringed underneath Hayden, looking up in hope that he wouldn't be able to control his header. Now, after this came a period where, well, you know, I, I have seen some uh, sources suggest that Kings Lynn were unlucky, that they had as much of the game as Wrexham did. It's really not true, and I think maybe if I describe the next 20 minutes, uh, you might see why. From the 23rd minute goal, basically to half-time, was King Glenn's best spell in the match by a distance. But um, they certainly had more of the ball than at any other point in the game. They certainly spent more time in Wrexham's half than at any other point in the game. They didn't create anything, and Wrexham never looked too troubled. There was really only one effort worth mentioning for Kingsland during this period, which is a throw in on the right-hand side. McGavin, who was on as a substitute, uh, turned neatly and pulled the ball back. And from about 20, 25 yards out, Barrett tried to sort of dip it over Dibble. Good contact, decent effort, didn't clear the bar by much. Dibble was backpedalling, had it covered. It was a cute effort, but like I say, it's a shot from outside the box that the keeper would have saved it, who'd been on target. It wasn't, you know, the most clear cut opportunity. They didn't really get the ball into Wrexham's box much, despite the efforts of Omatayo. Um And in the same period, Wrexham had two close things. Firstly, an absolutely outrageous effort by Paul Mullen. Ball launched up towards him. He was on the right corner of the box. It's bouncing in front of him, and he's off balance, leaning backwards and stretching. And yet somehow managed to hit a, 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 an outrageous volley 
and keep it down to the extent that it beats the scrambling keeper and just scrapes the far post as it goes behind. A brilliant effort. And within a minute of that, another chance, again with Mullen involved. This time Hall Johnson playing a really clever pass into the right channel to put Mullen behind the defence. He hit the goal line, pulled it back. Ponticelli doing what you want to see your predatory striker doing. It's attacking the six-yard box at the near post and it was just short of getting a touch to it and probably would have been a goal. As it was, the sides went in level. Um, little did Kingsland realise there was a five-goal avalanche awaiting in the second half. Wrexham started well and in the 54th minute took the lead, a really nicely worked move. Bryce Susanna intersecting in the midfield, driving forwards. He's on the left going out to win. Davis is in a sort of right of centre position and he makes a run across Hosanna's path. Hosanna times the pass to perfection to feed Davis in on the shoulder of the last defender. Davis takes a nice little touch to get a bit of space for himself and then puts it across to keep it in the bottom right corner. Lovely move, lovely pass, lovely timed run, great finish. And Wrexham had the lead. Credit to Kings Lynn. They came back at us and did have a chance to equalise again. It's Amatayo causing problems. A corner swung in to the far post. Amatayo heads it back across the face of the six-yard box. And Pierce Bird, the centre-back, would have a torrid second half. Leaning backwards, made great contact with his volley, but put it over from six yards out. And then came the stars of his disaster. Bird in the Wrexham half, on the left, but running towards his own half tries to play a back pass and underhits it horribly. Now again, I've seen some suggestion from certain quarters that there was a push in his back by Ponticelli. Well, I've, I've got to say there wasn't. Ponticelli certainly harried him and he certainly did put his hand on his back um, but it wasn't enough for a referee to blow for a foul and like I said, this referee was very consistent. He was blowing a foul when contact made that's enough to actually affect the player. This wasn't, although Bird stumbled. It must be said as well, he actually played the ball before Ponticelli got his hand on, onto his back and I also would have to say that if the rules were reversed and Bird puts his hand on Ponticelli's back like that in the penalty area, there is no way on earth any referee would give a penalty. So anyway, this under hit back pass finds Mullen and then it's time to leap to the defence of Barry Horn, I think. I saw a few things on social media, people laughing because Horn compared Mullen to Pele. Well, I haven't heard his comments, but I'm quite sure it's this incident he's referring to. And he's not saying Mullen's as good as Pele. Although, whisper it, he is. Uh, I'm, it's because this was straight out of Pele's playbook. Pele did this in the 1970 World Cup against Uruguay. A ball was played in, he was one-on-one with the keeper, and remarkably, and well, one would assume uniquely at the time, instead of taking the ball on, he ran at the keeper as if he was going to hit it past him first time, then stepped over the ball, ran one way round the keeper, while the ball went the other way, the keeper didn't know what to do, and then Pele came round the back of the goalie and latched onto the pass as it rolled through behind the keeper. It was a remarkable bit of skill to skin the keeper without touching it, and Mullen did it. So the ball's played back by Bird. Mullen sprints onto it. The keeper races out, but can't beat Mullen to it. Mullen does the little step over, skins the keeper. Ball goes to the left of the keeper. Mullen goes round to the right. And then 
Mullen uses the angle he's cutting in because the defender is coming round on the cover to take a touch inside the defender and beat him as well. And then as an open goal, he can loft the ball into. And there's your key difference between Paul Mullen and Pele. Because what Pele did has gone down in football history as one of the great moves. But he actually missed. Having done the incredible thing of beating the, def- the goalkeeper, he then puts it wide. Mullen didn't. <laughs> so, yeah, may draw your own conclusions. But certainly Barry Horn was absolutely right to compare the two moves because they're identical except for that one rather crucial detail at the end. So Wrexham now 3-1 up, and frankly the game's over. Within a minute, Bird continues his unhappy shortened uh, second half. Straight from the kickoff, Mullen gets the ball. Bird clatters him. A really poor challenge. Reese Hall Johnson races in, shoves Bird, and then a clump of Kings Lynn players charge at Hall Johnson and shove him around. The outcome in the end, when it's all been calmed down, is a yellow card for Burrs for his foul. Quite rightly, it's late. And also a yellow card for Hall Johnson. He was a bit unlucky um, because he doesn't really push Bird hard. And to be fair, Bird doesn't go down and try and make a drama of it either. Um, but I suppose, to be fair to the referee, because I've said he did a good job, Hall Johnson did sprint in from a distance, so he's getting involved in something the ref would argue he shouldn't, although I've got to say I like to see teammates sticking up when for, for one of their own when he'd been fouled quite badly. For what it's worth, in the melee after Hall Johnson pushed him, I mean, you could strongly argue that Barrows, who came across and really quite manhandled Hall Johnson quite clearly, to the extent that at one point, Hall Johnson sort of flips 180 degrees as he's being shoved around. And also Clunan, who came up and kept shoving Hall Johnson. Uh, and, and Hall Johnson had to sort of, sort of knock his arms away to try and force him off until he stopped. Probably did more than Hall Johnson did, in all honesty. Hall Johnson is on the touchline when he starts getting pushed. There's quite a gap between the touchline and the stand, and he gets pushed to the stand to the advertising hoarding. So, Kingsland a little lucky maybe that they weren't getting punishments for that fracas, not only for the the foul, because I think Old Johnson, in those terms, was more sinned against than a sinner. But to be fair to the ref in those sorts of situations, you only get one chance to work out who's doing what. Anyway, enough of that. That didn't matter. Soon Wrexham got on with the the more interesting part of the thing of activity of scoring goals and it was Bird's final act to just help us out one last time Wrexham having to defend ball played into Davis from the left hand side deep in the Wrexham half and he instinctively flicks a ball over his shoulder and picks up Mullen on the right and now Kingsland are opened up a two on two break with Ponticelli in the middle Bird comes across to try and cut Mullen out and pulls a muscle his final involvement in the game so suddenly Mullen is on his own driving down the right hand side and he knows what to do in those situations. He draws the sole defender across. The keeper starts to come out. And then Mullen displays the perfect little rolled pass to Ponticelli, who has a simple finish at the far post to make it three games in a row that he's now scored in superb form from the striker. Not just in front of goal, he's playing out of his skin. Wrexham took advantage of the breathing space to make substitutions. We've been fortunate in being able to manage Reese Hall Johnson's return from injury like this. He's you know he's not played of course before this week since the first game of the season. Comes back from a long term injury, and we get these games won off every the second half, so we can give him a little bit of a breather. So he came off. Cameron Green came on. With ten minutes left, Mullen also made way. I'm 
Jarvis came on. And shortly after that, Kingsland pulled a goal back. Again, Omotaya was absolutely crucial in it. It's a goal kick. Omotaya gets a run at it, starting from deep, and gets up ahead of Aaron Hayden and flicks it on perfectly. Linton, one-on-one with Dibble, gives the keeper no chance. And it's 4-2 with nine minutes left. But there was never any sense Kingsland were going to launch a comeback. Wrexham were completely in control. And in a last-minute scored the fifth this is a goal which owes a lot well beg your pardon uh reflects james jones's efforts here and i'll talk more about him in a moment but two goals in, in added time and jones is crucial to both of them first one well this is a goal that i think was what prompted ian culverhouse the kingsland manager after the game to say don't blame the players because i've told them to play this way I think he was protecting his players deliberately because what happened basically is they tried to pass the ball out from the back, the keeper passing to the centre-backs. McGavin stepped back, ran towards his keeper with the ball, dallied, and James Jones tackled him in the box. And after that, it was a good night. Irene squares it for Jarvis, completely unmarked at the far post, open goal tapping. Great work from Jones. I think, like I said, Culverhouse trying to protect his players because it looked bad, but, you know, Fair play to the, the manager. He wants them to pass the ball out from the back and uh, that they followed his instructions. So he took the rap on that one. Wrexham could have got another, could have got a sixth soon afterwards. Another long throw by Toza to the near post. It's quite similar in a way to how Harry Lennon scored against Torquay. Hayden jumps at the near post. I don't think he quite makes contact with it, but he causes confusion. The ball, I think, takes a bit of a knock off his marker, hits Lennon, Six yards out and ricochets into the goal box. Now Ponticelli is on the keeper. He's back to goal and it's coming towards him at head, just overhead height. And he decides his best option is an overhead kick. And he makes fantastic contact with it. He's only about three, four yards out. In fact, that fantastic contact is probably the problem. He hits it too well and it skims the bar. I think if he hits it a little less well or if he'd been another five yards back, he probably would have scored. So a real let off for Kings Lynn, but the sixth was coming and it arrived just as the clock ticked over to the fifth minute of added time. A goal which has the imprint of Jordan Ponticelli and James Jones all over it. As Kings Lynn are defending on the left side of their box, three times they attempt to clear and both times a combination of Ponticelli and James Jones keeps the ball in there, in the box. Terrific effort. You know, the, the gruelling week they've had, and these two are still in the 95th minute of a game that the team's leading 5-2, fighting like hell to keep Kingsland boxed in. In the end, the ball comes half out to about 25 yards. Hall Johnson heads it forwards again. James Jones scrapping the defender, manages to get a touch and just knock in Ponticelli, who's on the corner of the six-yard box, tight angle, drives in a cross shot, and Cameron Green is there, popping up at the far post to tap it into an empty net. Green's first career goal of his career, of his career obviously. Sorry. And I'm delighted because I, I've, I've felt really sorry for Green not getting a look in until this week. And he has done well this week when he's come on or when he started. And fantastic to see him score that goal. And Wrexham has pulled off another fantastic win. Looking at individual performances, well, before we do, perhaps I should say that it's a really gruelling week. Yorkshire, back home. Down to Hampshire, back home. And then down to East Anglia. A real 
heck of a, a week and Wrexham have come out of great credit that Harrogate defeat as I said earlier um, in, now in the context looked good the brave decision to go to three at the back has wor- worked and we can fully appreciate that we were unlucky not to get something as Harrogate's a high division team high at the table individual performances Dibble well had nothing to do really I know he let two goals in he couldn't help either of those and he didn't have anything else really to do so a fairly quiet day for him the back three, again, you know, they, they did have to defend and their, their shape was very good, but they didn't have to extend themselves too much. Omatayo was the real issue and he did win some headers. Um, Hayden made a couple of errors, so not quite on his game, but the back three in general were good. Lennon was trying to drive play forwards quite a lot, but they were solid as a unit. The wing-backs boosted really well, driving forwards, taking play forwards, stretching play as well, and so good credit to both of them. In the centre of midfield, the midfield units dominated the game. Young, slightly deeper, very strong, made some key tackles, made some really nice long passes from deep as well, and he looked impressive. Either side of him, Jordan Davis brought a lot of class. Some of his passing, tra- passing in transition from phase to phase, really good, opening the play up. He was driving through the middle as well sometimes. Really good performance from Jordan. And James Jones, for me, man of the match. I mean, his form this week's been wonderful. It's so good to see. He had that dip, of course, and lost his place in the team. Now he looks terrific. And he's had an assist in each of these three matches. He's so energetic. I mean, in, in, the, in the opening 10 minutes when we were ripping into Kings Lynn, he was in the middle of everything, just chasing everything down. And I, I couldn't have noticed in his older shots that late on he was still going. Well, he was still going late on, as I said before, in this match. So his energy was terrific. He leads the press, but then he also uses the ball well and he strikes the ball cleanly. But he was everywhere, James Jones. And really impressive and considering the quality of some of the other performances you know I hope he takes that as a real compliment that he was out of the match because he did stand out for me up front again Ponticelli continuing his excellent form constantly working these defenders and now Mullen gets a chance to feed off Ponticelli's endeavour and Mullen he's quite good at football you know uh, he's Got 10 goals for us now in 13 games. I've had to correct a wrote Rexamanarak. I wrote a lot of Rexamanarak. Took me hours working her out. Um, and then rightly was pointed out to me that I'd made a mistake. And what Mulland had achieved was even better than I thought. The last time a player has got to 10 goals quicker than Mullen for Wrexham. 1959, Don Weston. Wow, that's quite something. Ray Smith, 1967. The last time a player has taken 13 games to get to 10 goals. Mullen, again, absolute class act. He's got that X factor. He makes things happen. Kingsland defenders were, were constantly panicking whenever he was near the ball. He improvises and he does the simple things well. And his goal, oh, his goal, beautiful. So, very good. Wrexham need a, a little week, a week of rest, as Phil Parkinson said, to get over the gruelling week they've had. But what a good one it was. We didn't get a win for R&R, but we've earned the R&R that we'll have this week. With the final score of Kings Lynn Town 2, Wrexham 6, I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.